Hey there, I'm Sasha. I'm a doctor, I'm a mom, and I'm a founder. I believe that women are overwhelmed and exhausted. So I founded a company called Brave Enough. Brave Enough helps thousands of women find clarity, set boundaries, and gain control of their lives. So welcome, sit back, and let's get into the good stuff. In the next several months, we are going to be bringing in some amazing conversations. These are conversations that I recorded with leaders, entrepreneurs, women physicians, lawyers, business leaders, thought leaders, content experts for the summit of 2020. And the conversations were so phenomenal. And we received so many amazing feedback. 700 women listened to these conversations and just said, oh my gosh, we want them. We want them more. We want to hear them again. We want to listen again. So much wisdom there that we decided that we would go, we're going to play some of those conversations in the next several months on the Brave Enough show. So If you know a woman in 2020 or 2021 who's like, hey, I need some encouragement. I need some wisdom. I need some truth bombs. I need some hope. (laughs) Encourage her to listen to the Brave Enough show. Share that message because here we go with some amazing conversations. I hope you are going to love it. In season three in episode seven, we revisit the Brave Enough Summit when Sasha interviews plastic surgeon, international speaker, entrepreneur, and star of the Netflix show Skin Decision, Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Okay, welcome to the Brave Enough Elevate Summit. I am so excited to have our next guest on. She's amazing. And not only does she have an amazing business and an amazing family, and she's a wonderful mom, and she's a wonderful, inspiring educator for women in plastic surgery. She's also now has her own television show. Um, She's just incredible and warm and probably one of the most authentic people I've ever met um, in medicine and women in medicine. She is super smart, super hardworking, and you know how I feel about hardworking badass women. I love them. (laughs) I want to be them. I want them in my circle. I want to be around them and learn from them. So it is my honor to present Dr. Sheila Nazarian. Many of you know her um, from uh, her Netflix show. Uh, Many of you know her from the skin spot. For those of you that need skincare, many of you know her as the model surgeon on Instagram. I know her personally as a friend and as a mentor to me. She's somebody who I look up to as a business entrepreneur. And I wanted her to come on today and talk about self-confidence and confidence under fire because she is a shaker. She is a mover and a shaker. And she takes the path that all of us think we have to be on. And she's like, I'm going this way. And I love that about her. (laughs) But it means that she has accepted a lot of criticism and she gets a lot of backlash and she gets told she can't do this. And she finds a way over, around, or underneath. So I am so honored to have you on. Thank you for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm like uh, going down memory lane of all like the crap I've been through. (laughs) (laughs) So you are someone who has a very uh, social presence. Um, You're very well known in not just in academics and plastic surgery, but also um, just well known as a woman entrepreneur. And that doesn't come without backlash. How do you show up every day and live authentically and confidently despite all that criticism? It was a journey. I don't think I woke up or like came out of the womb like, I am confident woman, hear me roar. You know, I think um, 
all of the things that, you know, sort of could lead someone to being depressed and not confident, I sort of took it and turned it into a positive, like coming to this country, not speaking English, being dark skinned amongst light skinned people, being like super skinny. I mean, like super, super, super skinny to the point where people used to drop skeletons in my backpack. And, you know, my mom passed away when I was 16. So growing up without a mom, I mean, all of these things could have led someone to be like, I'm not pretty, you know, life has treated me wrong. I'm just going to give up. And I don't know what it is. And maybe I was kind of reading into uh, reading an article in psychology today saying that, you know, all of those things could lead someone, but maybe you're we're genetically predisposed or have more serotonin in our brain or whatever it is. I don't know why, but I just took all of that. And I was like, this happened for a reason. I'm not going to let it happen in vain. And I'm going to turn it into a positive and I'm going to make everyone like proud or whatever. I don't, or make myself proud. I don't know what it was. I think as a Middle Eastern woman, you know, or even like, I think physician women in general are pleasers and we want to be told, Oh, you're doing such a good job. Like, Oh, you're so great. You're such a good girl, you know? But at some point I was just like, I have more in me than that. And um, I can't please you people and hold myself back. Like I know what an explosion I can make. And I just went with it. I love that. Um, something when I've read your story, uh, in, and I've heard you speak on stage, you know, people look at you and they see like this, you know, gorgeous, beautiful model of a woman. Oh, and she's like a brilliant entrepreneur. Oh, and she's a plastic surgeon. And they don't see what's underneath. Like you said, all of the work, um, all of the grit, all of the failures, all of the rejections, right? They don't, they don't see that. Um, but that's how you are. I would argue that's probably why you're successful is because you did have to fight through rejections and hear no a million times to hear the one. Yes. So, what has been like when you when you get that rejection when yeah. you get like nope nope you can't do that or nope we are rejecting this proposal or we're rejecting this plan like how do you use it to make you better how do you use it to build your self confidence instead of like having a hit on your self confidence i think in the you know beginning like i always just would ask questions like i remember in residency you know when they take you into that room with the program director and they'd be like well we get the feeling that you're not performing well in this arena. I'm like, can I get an example? And they're like, well, we don't have examples. And I'm like, (laughs) so I think (laughs) then you just realize like, I don't know what this is. Like, you know, either, either it is like even on Yelp now when, when like people write one star reviews, I love it because either it's, it's free feedback which was real and it's something I actually need to improve or it's a total opportunity for me to show my professionalism. So like somebody will like be trying to like blatantly extort me and they're like, you said I need five tattoo removals and I needed six and they wanted the six one free. I'm like, you know, we're not God. And I know like patients love to hear that we're not God and we can't, you know, we don't have a crystal ball and I told you five and it wasn't 20, it was six. So, you know, and no, we don't give that for free. And it's great because that's setting the tone for future patients reading it. If they don't agree with how you handle your business, then they shouldn't come anyway. Great. Perfect. Saved me another headache, you know? So I just, but I think that comes from years of sort of building self-confidence because I think people who react negatively to criticism, whether it's, um, you know, constructive criticism or just like not constructive criticism, I think it is low Mm self-esteem. I do. 
I always, you know, now whenever I get a one-star Yelp review or something like that, I don't respond immediately. And I was actually reading that that's like a good thing to do. You should just stop. You shouldn't respond immediately. You should allow time for yourself to process and look at, you know, what is it, is it good criticism? Is there a point to it? Even though this person's like shitty or maybe they're, they're a mentor and they're giving you criticism or friend, you know? So I just learned, don't respond immediately, formulate what your response will be in a way that's true and authentic and classy and like shows how cool you are and then respond. So, but you know, in the beginning when I used to get criticism, I think I was very defensive, um, especially in residency, but I think maybe it was because I wasn't getting succinct um, examples of like what it was that I could actually, one time they even told me, you don't know what you don't know. And I'm like, well then how do I not, how do I know? I, I think my thing with like vague criticism was really weird to me. But if I got like direct criticism with an example or immediate criticism, that was helpful to me. Yes, yes. And I think that's true today. I think, you know, one thing that I hear people doing, I, I coach a lot of women that yeah. um, undergo bias and discrimination in the workplace. And one thing that I think is really commonly used against women is they will, they won't give you specific examples but then they also say well we are hearing this and you're like well where are you hearing it or how are you hearing it and they will oh we can't say and i'm like i don't accept that i used that used to bother me because then i would go around and be like who's saying this who thinks this but that is just a like uh, uh, it's totally a way for people to give more power to their own problem with you and unless you're in the room, I'm not accepting criticism from you. Like, I'm not accepting criticism from this fake group that supposedly feels this way. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. no. And I think that's a lesson to us too as mentors is to give direct immediate feedback so that it actually mm-hmm. can help other women or men, you know, in their early careers. Yes. So one of the things that I remember asking you in a conversation um, that we had like uh, about a year ago, Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of start this new part of my business. And I remember asking you like, I don't know how to do it. And this is how I was thinking of doing it. And you're like, yeah, that's how you should do it. And you affirmed me. And then I was like, I'm just not sure if I can do it. And you're like, why? Like, why would you not think you could do that? And I was like, I don't know. And you just told me like, you, you can do that. Like that's legal. Go for this. And so, um, I think sometimes it's really, we have our own limiting beliefs about ourselves and, um, I consider myself a confident person, but I have limiting beliefs about myself. And so how do you, cause I'm sure you have them too. Like, mm-hmm. how do you do that internal check of, Oh, I, I'm just trying to limit myself. I have to get over this hump. For me, it wasn't so much um, limiting beliefs about myself, but it was like not fitting in and not having a group of people supporting me and doing something. I think that's what it was more for me. I never really, or at least I can't remember a time where I was like, I can't do that. And I don't know what that is. I, I don't know what where that comes from. But I think I just see myself as a uh, competent person and somebody who asks for help and asks tons of questions from people who have done similar things before and just researches stuff. And also I know that I'm I'm a person that gets shit done, you know? So I think that's one of the reasons why I have been successful is because I don't just take notes and talk about it. I do it and I get it done to completion. Um, So I know that about myself. So it's not so much that it's like, do I have enough time? 
or like, do I have enough resources to get that done? I think that's more my, my thing. So how, I love that. And I love that you're really honest about that. And you are a finisher. Cause I think people, I think it's so, I was just talking to someone actually last hour about it's more important. I think for your own self-confidence to finish a small project than to start a big project and not finish it. Like don't take on a big project. If you can't finish it, it's better to take, make it like scale it and make it like a small thing. Right. Um, maybe that's a presentation. Maybe that's, I don't know, a, a, an article, instead of writing a book, start with an article and then, and then like make yourself go, man, I can do this. You know, it's yeah. so important. There's um, one woman in, in LA who has a husband in, this, in a similar industry. And she just, I've never actually, I think I met her once at like a bar mitzvah or something, but she talks so much shit about me. Um, and basically says, you know, oh, she's not qualified as a plastic surgeon. I'm like, bitch. Like, <laughs> Who's more qualified? But you know, I was just like in, in researching for this interview, I was just thinking about her the whole time. And it just, I think it shows when you talk behind someone's back or put people down, or it just shows your own insecurity, like truly. And it's studied, like it's, it's in studies. Um, and, and I think the people listening probably are thinking like, man, you must be so threatened, you know, like, yeah. I, I think yes. it's just like, like it just keeps coming, coming, coming back to me. But those are the people that should motivate us. You know what I mean? Not that you should be doing things to like, to show people that you did it. I think that was a driving right. for a very long time. And now I'm like, okay, I proved myself. But the point is, is like, she, she basically was telling her friends, yeah, Sheila just got the show. Cause probably one of the Netflix producers just like walked into her office for like Botox one day and they just, you know, that's how it happened. And I'm like, Literally, like you say, like break it down into small tasks. Like I've known since my fifth year of residency that I wanted to have my own TV show. So when I graduated and no one was calling me because no one knew who the heck I was, I was making YouTube videos because I saw that as like my video resume. So it's literally, and then, you know, I've been talking to producers for years. I've done, this is my fourth show that got picked up. Like I've did three other shows that went to pilot and then decided not to get picked up last minute. So, I mean, this is like a, it's been a very, like you're seeing tip of the iceberg. This has been a very intentional, broken up into small tasks thing that eventually led to this big thing. But I knew I wanted the big thing from a long time ago, but I wasn't like, you know, every time the shows didn't get picked up. Yeah. I was like sad for a day, but then I was like, all right, next, like, let's keep, let's keep pumping. And I heard the story about, you know, the Kardashians that they, Kim had actually been in three other pilots and, and her show was the fourth. So I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love that, like it, you know, you should own that work. Like, like, don't be like, I think sometimes we as women feel like we have to hide when we get something because, because when we go out and say like, oh my gosh, I just got this awesome thing. We get the like, oh, you're bragging. Oh, you're arrogant. Oh, you're overly confident. Oh, and you're, you're, and the thing is you're going to get that. Like yeah. you are going to get that when you win an award or you get land a deal or you get a promotion, you're going to get haters. Like that's just part of it. And it was hard. It's been hard for me at times to accept that. Like the initial thought often is what have I done wrong? Like, why am I getting this hate? But you're going to get it. You're going to get it from people who have, who are very insecure and, or who are just sitting there going, why didn't I do that? Or what's wrong with me? That's about them. Like, yeah. So I love that you're like telling us all of the work that it took you to get and all the years that you did this because 
it is work and it's to, and you should own that. Like you should be like, and then I did this and then I did that. And I just picked myself up and kept going. I mean, this is work and this is why we need to promote women who are successful because it is on the backbone of their work that they got there. I will tell you though, Sasha, it's been interesting because you know how the show kind of like it puts plastic surgery in a new light. And I think it kind of elevated the entire industry out of the world of circus spectacle into like, wow, this is real work. Like we were just on CNN.com this morning. Like people have been emailing me like you popped up in my CNN feed, you know, like I think the world is kind of seeing what a transformative um, show it was for the entire industry and colleagues are too. So now it's all love. Now, now that everybody's, oh, yeah, like, yeah, now yeah. the patients are running into all these offices and being like, I saw this on Skin Decision. Do you do that surgery too? Now everybody's like, it's helping people's pocketbooks. So like now everybody's happy. But I think what happens is as you're struggling and trying to show people that what your vision is, is legit and that you are authentic and that you are a good person and all this stuff, you get the hate. But there's a certain breakthrough moment, I think that happens that you become, um, you, you break out of that, I don't want to say iconic, but like you, you become something more than the noise. You, you shoot up. And I think that's what the show kind of did is it sort of shot me up out of just like the top of, you know, the noise into a different level. And now it's just my, like I was telling, I was, you know, I had like maybe 350,000 Instagram followers before the show and I would get like a thousand likes on a photo. It's like, but I, I would see the impressions. I would see how many people saw it. Yeah. But they wouldn't like it. And now the impressions are like, I, you know, we, we went up maybe like 200,000 followers and then the likes are like 10,000, 12,000. The videos sometimes get 250,000 views. You know what I mean? So it's, it's now shot up that it's not just the people in the industry that are following just to see what I'm doing, but like never liking anything. Yeah. Now it's like <laughs> the world has woken up and you, know, you become kind of a mentor you know, a digital mentor or, you know, some sort of um, person to look up to. Like I get messages from all over everywhere every day being like, I wasn't sure what I want to do with my life, but I want to be a plastic surgeon like you and help people. Or That's like amazing. I'm in medical school and this is the first time I've seen a feminine female surgeon and I want to be like you, you know, or like whatever it is. So I think, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's beautiful. It is. It's really beautiful, but it's like all of these things that were my authentic self and was what I was trying to show and be and be an example of a feminine surgeon that I never got to see ever. Now you know it's people are getting it. So I think it's just sort of like being so confident in yourself that you're just like, I always say, you know, you have to let go of caring about what people think who actually don't want you to be happy and don't want you to be successful. If someone's you know talking shit about you and they'd rather see you fall flat on your face than succeed, why do you care what that person thinks? Yeah. If it's criticism coming from my husband. Right. Dad, who do want to see me succeed and want to see me happy, 100%, bring it. I will sit down. We will process. Like, <laughs> But if it's like from the guy down the street that like is just jealous or, you know, hurting in his pocketbooks or whatever it is, then I don't care what, I don't care what you think. Right. Right. And it's, and I think that's so important that you just reiterated this, such an important point because we are taught as women to go with, be likable, mm -hmm. um, not to be too much, not to show our expertise, not even to be, and we're learning at this at a young age. I mean, I remember like my son coming home from school and he was like, mom, I really like this girl in my class. She's really smart. She gets like really good grades. 
but she hides that she's smart. Like she always acts dumb. Why does she do that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, because she wants you to like her. Yeah. And what we're taught often is like, don't be too smart. Don't always have the answers. Like, but the truth is that when you embrace your authenticity and you decide you're going to go on this path, which you have totally taken uh, the path of, uh, that no one else has taken in plastic surgery. When you do that, like you cannot expect that you're not going to have backlash, obstruction, haters, negative people. You, you can't live your life for those people. You will never please them. Even if no, you I know, but it was it's so funny because like, I have been that middle Eastern girl that people were like, good job, good grades, like great recital, you know, like all of that stuff. And it, it, I just, I truly didn't understand why someone I've never met was talking shit about me. Like I, I just, I didn't get it until like that three to five years ago where it just clicked. Like they would rather see you fail. Like, and that shows more on them. I mean, it was just a really big aha moment. And that's kind of, I think when I just like, I said, you know what? I'm spreading my wings as far and as wide as I can spread them. And I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, let my you shine blind you. Like, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> but what you've done is so important because you have just what I call widened the margin. So you've widened the margin of how women can be and what women can be and how they can lead because you're a leader. Like, you're out there leading and you're doing all these things that, I mean, quite frankly, the men in plastic surgery aren't doing. And you're doing it as you. And so you're giving, giving permission and you're giving a light to other women who are like, wait, I want to do something in this area that no one's doing in this area. And now you're widening the margin of what a leader looks like, what a surgeon looks like, what a mother looks like. And it's so inspiring. And I just want to say thank you for, for just being yeah. and for fighting and working so hard. So I'm asking everybody at the end of every interview, what has 2020 taught you? Oh my God, so many things. <laughs> This has been like a, a crazy year of growth. I feel like I've grown 10 years in the last like four months, but um, I think it's taught me many things. I'll tell you, you know, when, when this whole thing happened, I had to shut down my practice. Like how does a plastic surgeon practice if the practice is closed down? <laughs> so I, we were closed for a full two months and, you know, I have a staff of 12. Um, we are in Beverly Hills. The rent is high. None of that went away. Um, but what I did is I just turned focus from home to the skin spot our e-commerce site. And it went up 700% in sales. I was able to keep my entire staff. I didn't have to fire anyone. I mean, it's not the kind of income that I would get from surgery, but it allowed me to save my staff. Um, and I just realized in that moment, like you could put me in the middle of the desert with no water. I will create water. <laughs> I think that was that was like a really you'll good make it like us all look better by drinking the water somehow yeah, right? rain. <laughs> yes um so I think that was one thing the other thing I learned is um being home with my kids you know and being productive from home and allowing my staff to be productive from home um is a big deal and honestly me and my husband have been having this conversation like we don't even need to be in LA four out of seven days of the week like we could be someplace else and i mean we're doing this i'm doing five you know different meetings and interviews today from home while my kids are here and we're getting the outside of our house painted i mean it's like i'm able to do a lot virtually um and i think that has been a huge aha moment and i think that will change my practice 
forever. I will never go back to not doing virtual consultations first. I, I mean, I I'm able to see triple the amount of new consults per week than I was in person. And they friend, it's what people want. And it's more personal than wearing a mask and meeting someone for the first time. Right. So I think that's been huge. Clutter, mental clutter, physical clutter, closet clutter. Like <laughs> that has been a huge change. I don't know if you saw my stories, but we literally, I ordered tile from my garage from Amazon and I retiled my entire garage floor. It looks gorgeous yesterday with my family. We're just doing so many like improvements to our life. Mm -hmm. So I think this has just been a huge year of, um, you know, obviously I'm not happy it's COVID and people are suffering and sick, but I think the silver lining to me was that it really allowed me the time to reevaluate my whole life. Cause I have been a hamster on the wheel. I thought I always had to be available to the patients. I had to be in the office five days a week and I don't. You know, the only time I have to be in the office is when I'm shoving a needle in your face or cutting you. Like, (laughs) that's it. Everything else can be done from home, which allows me to actually, like, feed the kids and, like, clean the house and do laundry and, like, all of that stuff. So it's just been a whole amazing year of new possibilities. I love it. It's such, you have, you are the definition of a growth mindset. You like, you are just a growth mindset person, which is amazing. And probably, um, a big reason of why you're so successful is because you look, you, you're able to adapt and look for the positive and stay positive. I think, so, yeah, flexibility and positivity, I think are huge. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on. You are amazing. Thank and you. ladies, she even does laundry. Like seriously. I she- do everything. If you want cleaning <laughs> tips, I'm your girl. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, have an amazing day. And thank you to all of you who tuned in and we will see you in the next session.